0: Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters, news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to Episode 80. In this episode, we'll be talking about our featured basic action, Improvised Weapon, Jared has put together a rules database for you, and we wrap it all up with our favorite unlimited Tomb of Annihilation combos. But before we do that, let's kick it off with a rules forum update. All right, guys, we are here with Dr. J. How are you doing today? Doing great. Um, We have a post-Thanksgiving kind of morsel of a rules forum update today. Um, WizKids ruled on two things that are related to the new D D set, the Tomb of Annihilation. So... The first one I think we even mentioned on one of our coverages, I think it was prior our release day special, about the basic action, create food and water. So the question was, how does create food and water work if you use it while you have an empty bag and dice in your use pile? So the, the text for food and water says, draw dice from your bag until you draw a non-NPC die or your bag is empty. Place them, prep all dice drawn this way.
1: Yeah, so the, the ruling was... That if your bag is empty at the time that you play Create Food and Water, you cannot draw any dice. And it said, and it included uh, Insect Plague, the other basic action from the Tomb of Annihilation set, in that both of them, if your bag is empty, you can't actually use the action die. So it's not like you use it and have no effect. You can't use the die at all. Um,
0: so it wouldn't a tr- trigger an attune or anything. Yeah, like it that, wouldn't right? trigger a
1: tune. You just couldn't use the die. Um, it's not. Terribly clear why I'm assuming because of the way that it's worded that because it it, it, because says draw dice it doesn't say draw a certain number of dice therefore you wouldn't reload your bag it doesn't say that it's kind of what I am inferring from it
0: yeah because because it's because I I looked back at all the other rulings all the other dice cards that involve drawing name a specific number
1: yeah draw two dice draw a die.
0: Um, so for that, so at least that answers the question, and it makes sense why they put that global on Create Food and Water so you can actually fill your bag if you need to.
1: And it balances right, yeah. out that, that basic action. Yep. It would be crazy good if you could reload your bag.
0: Yep. All right, so the next one is about the super rare Yanti Pure Blood versus active character dice. So the question is, or there's two questions. So um, for 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 you guys who don't know, um, the super rare Yanti has a tune and then his ability is while Yanti pure blood is active, when you purchase an action die, trigger the tune ability of all active character dice. So the two questions are, if I have four Yanti pure blood dice active and I purchase an action die, would each Yanti pure blood deal one damage as all are active character dice to a total four damage, or would only one Yanti pure blood die deal damage, the weaker of the two outcomes. And then he links to a older ruling. And the other question is, would this ability trigger each time I purchase an action die, or would the ability only trigger the first time I purchase an action die
1: yeah so the The answer is that a tune is essentially a while active ability
0: because um, the the first three the the fir- the first sentence is while this character is active
1: yeah that's, and that 's <laughs> how a tune it. works, and since it is a while active ability, then the tune will only trigger once, no matter how many of the dice you have in the field, so it 's one time but it triggers every time that you buy a basic action. It's not limited to once per turn or the first time a turn. It's as many action dice as you can buy in a turn. That's how many times it'll trigger that attunability. Um, So that's the answer there.
0: Yep. So those are the two questions they've posted. Again, if you guys want to go see these or some of the other rulings, you can always go to win.whizkids.com forward slash BB. Dr. J, keep thinking about rules because we'll have you a little bit later on in the show to talk about some more rules and uh, probably uh, easier way to access some of the older rulings and pull them up quicker. All right, guys, we are here with Ken Pull. How are you doing today, my friend? Doing good. And Alex, the traveling bike mechanic. Except for I haven't traveled in a while. It's, it's kind of okay. weird. I've been traveling more you, lately. Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. It's because you used up all your travel, man, and you got to replenish, so yeah, it's true. just resting. So um, I'm glad both of you guys are here. It's time for our featured basic action. And this one, I think it may have caught some of us by surprise. Like we didn't think about using it until we tried it for the first time. Yeah, we definitely talked, talked about it a lot on the uh, the, the release, release day. Podcast. Yeah, the release yeah. day. So, um, and so the featured basic action we're talking about today is improvised weapon. It's a one cost basic action, um, and it doesn't require you to have fifteen or less life or anything to use. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but the the ability is roll a die from your use pile. If it rolls a character face. Target character die gets plus X attack until end of turn, where X is the rolled space attack. If it rolls an energy face, prep a die from your bag. Return the rolled die to your used pile. So, why is this kind of our featured basic action? It's
2: it's a double-edged sword in the best kind of way. You know, it's a two-pronged attack. Um, you either get an awesome weapon or you get to prep a die.
0: I just get to
3: prep a die. So, well, I you know, <laughs> I honestly I feel like it's. Almost a perfect basic action like you either have an awesome attack ability or you prep a die and it all hinges on rolling a die like the yeah. the thing that the game is all about so you you have to roll the basic action you roll another die and you do one of the two things I like even if the abilities weren't as good as they are, I would still like it because you're rolling a die and adding just that extra element of chaos to it. The fact that there's good sides to both of it and how different they are, because attacking and prepping are two very, very different things. Mm. Um, It makes me like it even more. I really like the the whole idea of this basic action.
2: Yeah, it's... I I still think that it's one that if I see it across the table from me in an unlimited event, I'm buying all three right away. Unless of course they have Banshee to stop the basic action draws, but like buy all three of them on your first turn. Why not? Yeah, it's that's- not a bad die because you're either going to get you're going to get two energy, you're going to be able to prep a die. Or maybe get a bonus attack, which, like, you have a sidekick in the field and they don't have anything, you know, there's an extra five damage. Yeah, th- for this,
0: nothing. combined with the global and in insect plague, is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, because then mm-hmm. you make your sidekick unblockable and you get plus whatever attack, face, or prep a mm-hmm. See,
3: I, I imagine that if I see it across the table from me on, on unlimited constructed uh, tournament, I'm also going to see the lowest cost with highest damage characters filling up the rest of the team because mm-hmm. that like it's such an obvious and simple build yeah. and and it could be so so strong especially when you throw in like that insect plague global with something like Wong or Foot ninja. ninja, yeah, and like it's can, already getting a boost. And you can, you can build off right. of allies and sidekicks with it, so so strong. And if if you can get them unblockable or a solid overcrush mechanic, the uh, that boost can be really really tough.
2: Yeah, I from the Farron Under Siege, there was that Mordekaiser sword basic action mm-hmm. that uh, you got plus X plus X, where X was the number of sidekicks in your opponents. Uh, reserve or uh use pile, use pile. <laughs> and uh i feel like this is the better mordekaiser sword like you're yeah you're more likely to get a higher higher
0: damage like output.
3: It's, it's certainly the funner one i wouldn't say that you yeah. like cause, yeah
0: because this one you can run into issues with using it too because if you are like a lot of players who can manage their bag pretty well your use pile can be empty a lot of the times well, so you gotta you gotta like it actually in a game i was playing yesterday i actually had to um go buy another character because my use pile was empty and i, I was like well see, i see yeah, use it for this time. i
2: look at that as the best way to use it is to buy buy the character that you want to roll for that so like when we played well, in so, the release draft, so, so I that, would the, buy the frost giant well, with an eight or that's six what, or eight So that's what,
0: that's what I'm saying is if you don't time it right, you won't be able to use it because if you say you're going to save your energy for a breath weapon or something mm-hmm. and you don't have the energy to buy a character, you've rolled this die and it's completely useless because you won't be able to prep anything since you can't roll anything yeah, from you the have use pile. So that's where it comes down to being able to manage your bag.
2: Properly. Oh, for because sure.
0: If you if you don't, you're gonna have issues with being able to use it and it's but now it's just a dead die that's yeah, to your back.
2: I I think the other thing too is like you look at that uh the global that's on it, you can Bring something out to put in your use pile, so you always have
0: something uh, there 's no global on this bro oh no you 're you're thinking, you're thinking of create food and water
2: i 'm thinking of create so if you have create food and water <laughs> and it has sorry that was the biggest brain fart i 've had in a while <laughs> um, too many chemicals at work that 's what it is uh, if If you have that global from create food and water, your opponent has it, you can put something in your use pile, so you know it, it adds an extra thing to the combo but. I, I, there's definitely ways to get stuff in your use pile to always make this die effective. Uh, and of course, you know, like, like this game is, uh, the best thing about this game is when it comes down to making that choice, which choice do I make to have the greatest benefit? And I think that's where this game shines. So, you know, yes, that is the downfall and that is the weakness to this die, but I think that makes it more fun.
3: <laughs> See, I like. I honestly, I just love the kind of chaotic nature of it. You're rolling a die to roll more dice, to do things, and it is a one cost, so you might not even get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Can, 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 can we go on a quick tangent here real quick? I love the theme of this die, improvised weapon. If you've ever played D&D, it makes so much sense. I had a friend in a D&D campaign that I played in. He was an awful fighter. He was a fat cook lady, and like... Awful at fighting, and he figured out a way he would, he had an ability that he could create water anywhere and so what he would do is he'd throw his giant pot above an enemy's head and then create water in the pot <laughs> to add weight <laughs> <laughs> to do to do more damage and every time i play this die that's all i can think about is throwing my pot above somebody's head and putting water in it so it falls on their head even harder yeah and, and I, that's i love the theme of yeah. this die seen, i've
3: i've played like as big fighter like i played a big dragonborn fighter And I remember one time grabbing the like halfling rogue that we had in our party and throwing him at someone (laughs) with like daggers out, you know, so we both kind of rolled for attack and it worked really well. And that's kind of what I think of because you're using another character, like you're using another creature (laughs) die or character die. So it's like, all right, my, you know. One one sidekick is throwing a seven four dragon at you.
0: Yeah. Like
2: <laughs> God, this yeah. this card it's, is just awesome. I love yeah. this set. Yeah. It's yeah, this it, makes it, me so have happy. Have you guys
0: noticed that Russ is slowly renaming all the cards? Like he, he calls Green Devil Mask Green Mile. Like I, he, th- th- this one, he calls it his like WWE card because he's like, I just imagine like a wrestler just taking a table or something he just finds next to him, just throwing. <laughs> do at you your remember? Opponent.
2: Do you remember playing the WWE <laughs> games on the N sixty four like we all did, and and you would go and you'd grab under the the mat, and like <laughs> yeah, you had no, had no idea, idea what you were gonna
0: game. pull out, but you know <laughs> that's all. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, that's the thing. So so my question is, how how do you want to time using this card because. Sure, we've kind of talked about using sidekicks and stuff, but I've also thought about using this with an overcrush character because then it it, it totally brings that next level of uncertainty because you're like, all right, you're going to take two overcrush damage, possibly more. Um do you want to block it or do you want to let it through and still somehow that damage is going to go through
2: Yeah that, that was my plan when I played against Russ I I had the triceratops that had overcrush I think that was what I had and uh that was always my plan was to try to use this and roll that and so I would get the action with the triceratops in the field and then buy my frost giant move that you know into the use pile roll it hope to get it on the plus 8 side and you know that's like 16 or 14 damage of overcrush coming through
0: yeah and this is actually one of those cards where like ken you're saying you want to get all those high attack characters um in the not even in the field just into your bag or into your use pile what what you want
3: is low cost high attack so that when you roll this card if you don't have something in your use pile, you can yeah. easily buy something. Yeah, you know, Wong yeah. is like the perfect
2: example. Yeah. To or the way. the Sebastian Shaw from the uh, Guardian X Men set that has yeah. six and, six on a three cost. Yeah,
0: and this is one of those where I because people will think about this is this is one of those where you want to find those characters and fielding costs really don't matter mm-hmm. at that point because sure you can draw him. Don't field that character. It goes to your used before you when you start your attack. Step, yeah, and then you used improvised weapon in that second action dice mm-hmm. window to to get them working, and then you don't have to worry about going because because you hear that a lot. And we're like, man, that's a three cost a field, or a you know, it's a two, yep. two 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 across the field, um, where it's not worth it. But for this, you just need the stats on it. So exactly, yeah. and I like I would want to use it if I was really going
3: to build to use it as best I can. I would want to have a little bit of unblockable or harder to block. Whether it be by way of globals or character abilities, I'd also want some overcrush. I'd probably try to bring in, like, a you know, I can't be blocked except by crossover characters Mm -hmm. or whatever. I'd want a little bit of all of it so that everything that hits the field has my opponent going, Oh no, like, how am I gonna deal with that if he rolls improvised weapon? I want them questioning every minute just how how am i going to handle this yeah i I, I, w- I would love to see my my opponent just panic every time i roll it
0: yeah, yeah
2: the, i think i think something you know when when i think about this card i think about things like the what was it the uncommon iron man or uh was it captain america
0: yes like, the cap yeah that, yeah, yeah, that, that was another captain remember. america
2: the um uh was it two face two face that's yeah, exactly the one i was thinking of um in those things you know you can what they do is they add that choice of like, do I block this so that that ability damage can be added to this, or do I block something else and still take five or whatever yeah. the attack? Yeah,
0: like, is. Th- this, this, this one I actually think works really great with that common kitty pride where she attacks alone, she's unblockable, because then you can start using that kitty pride you sent last turn through unblockable to boost up another kitty pride. Yep. And, and those are decent
3: stats yeah, on a really good like, Yeah, it's like mm.
0: a, so like with the boost on it, you're having a kitty pride that's like five or six attack each time. Yeah. Yeah. It it could be really strong. Yeah. So
2: yeah, uh, I think I think the I think one of the keys to this though is is like we gotta remember if we're talking in an unlimited world, we're talking about things like Ronin and, and other things that direct damage away or reduce or negate damage in general. So I think the best way to do it is to have a bigger field than your opponent so if you have five dice and they have four they're going to put all their stuff across and you you know you have multiple choices of where to put that yeah this is this
0: This is definitely one of those basic actions you want to wait to use because i see a lot of new players do this they'll use it before they attack no, you no. want to wait until after. No. I, I want to be attacking with
3: my kitty pride that I just fielded, my Merlin that's been sitting there threatening, Yeah, my, uh, my like, use the, the global from insect plague, and I'm attacking with a beefed up um, foot ninja. Foot ninja or, foot ninja, or something, yeah. And, and I'm also attacking with, some, with uh, like, a Gorilla grod with Overcrush or something like that. And just be like, all right, I'm attacking with all of these. Let's see how you block. I'm going to ma- like you know that you're going to take some damage. I'm going to maximize it.
2: Yeah, this is definitely one of those ones where you want to pay attention to the math, the math that you're doing throughout the game, and and knowing where to put this die to maximize the the damage that it'll do. Yeah,
3: yeah. and then once I got that figured out, I'm gonna prep a die.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how it worked for me. That I, I I was like, if you like to gamble too, you know, you you, you take a sidekick and block like they're. Five defense character with a sidekick, and you, you know you have a beefy character in the use pile. Like, all right, let's let's or the timing doesn't work or, for you to block. Yeah, well, well, if they I, block yeah. your, yeah, size, I, said block it, yeah your I, side. I said it, okay. yeah, I said it backwards, yeah, I said it backwards, and then you're like, all right, let's roll the die and see if I can knock this thing out this time. Um, yeah, yeah. So if the
3: gambler is in you, the, you might want to try that. I can that. see that, like the risk. <laughs> if you've got a, a really risk averse opponent, I could see that being a, an easy way to ping. They would just be like. A, I can't block your sidekick because you might take out my yeah. important big guy.
0: Yeah, and if you they know? let it through, you're like, and I'm so, still going to do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you still
3: do it. So so that could really, really get in the heads of some of the more risk-averse players. Yep. Gosh, uh, this is a
0: fun yeah. card. So, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is our featured basic action. So if you guys at home want us to talk about a featured basic action, because there's a lot of them out there, shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, while we're kind of thinking of Tomb of Annihilation stuff, I, you guys actually mentioned one of the ones I wanted to do later on, but keep that in mind and we'll have you back uh, a little bit later on the show to talk about our favorite unlimited Tomb of Annihilation combos. All right, guys, we are back with Dr. J. You are on like a rules bender today. Yep. Um, because what we wanted to talk to you, to you about is you actually did some crazy thing because... You went into the WizKids Rules Forum, which is like 19, 20 pages. Yeah. Yep. I think it was 25, 25 pages. pages. 25 pages. 25 pages. Took every single ruling and cataloged them and put them into a database so it's a little bit easier to pull up rulings. Because, I mean, how many times have we been talking about, like, oh, I swear I remember kind of a ruling that was similar to this about blocking or a character ability, right? Uh,
1: yeah, all the time. Alex did it the other day. He was like, there was a ruling that had to deal with Batman, I think. And I was like, well, so I, so I pulled up whatever the the topic was that he was trying to figure out. It had to deal with card names and whether or not you could play certain cards or, you know. And so I just looked in there and clicked on a couple of r- rules and found the one that he was looking for. Yep.
0: So you've created this rules database and we'll actually have the link to the rules database in the show notes. And so kind of explain to people how you have it all organized. Because I thought you just had thrown everything into a giant sheet, but you actually have it pretty well organized under different topics, right?
1: Yeah. So what I did was I went through every single ruling and read it and then thought to myself, what categories would I put this under? So, I mean, it, it's not perfect. I'll tell you that right now. It, it, you may not find what you're looking for under the, t- under the categories that you're looking for, and these are kind of my categories that I came up with. So not every category is in there.
0: Yeah. So I'm, l- I'm looking at some of the categories that you have. Abilities that are functionally the same. Action effects, basic actions, choosing targets for effects, copying effects, effects that end at end of turn, naming sidekicks, regenerate, uh, regenerate has its own.
1: Yeah, yeah. Most, most of the most of the keywords actually have yeah. their own.
0: And, uh, ty- and types of dice. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing some of these didn't show up in the outline. But uh, yeah, I'm looking through. Yeah. So you have like attack steps and stuff. So you've broken it down to a lot of things. And I like how you put bagburn. burn. <laughs> you're, 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 just, you're just hoping that shows up in a rule book in the future, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, so, but the nice thing is that some of these actually have the, the rulings duplicated, right? So yes. just because it only showed up once in the rules room doesn't mean it only shows up under one category, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, for example, um, there... on the last episode i was listening to the last episode and you guys were talking about fabricate and russ was talking about how he wasn't sure if characters with regenerate could be used on fabricate and so if you go in here and you look under fabricate you'll find that ruling but you'll also find it if you look under regenerate and that's that was one of the things that was the most frustrating about the the rules form for me was before i did this there were so many rulings out there that say you know like there was a ruling about Ronin, okay? And that talks about redirecting damage, so that would be into redirecting damage, obviously. But there's also stuff in there about Overcrush. There's stuff in there about other aspects of the game that you wouldn't have thought, look at that ruling to find it.
0: Yeah, and sometimes, like, you'll think, oh, I remember this ruling, but I don't remember what character it was for. Yeah. And that makes it hard to kind of search in the forums to find stuff, so this kind of... generalizes it a little bit more so you can search for it a little bit easier
1: yeah and uh the rulings themselves don't have anything telling you what they are but if you look at it the ones on the bottom of the lists are the newer rulings so they go from older to newer from top to bottom Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're looking for something that's newer you want to start at the bottom and go up in that category um but yeah it was it was a lot of work
0: <laughs> yeah it was a lot of work and are, you, i think you're planning on like adding the new rulings so like the two we talked about today are, yeah it's eventually. completely up
1: to yep. date right now i've added those and every time that uh every time a new ruling comes out i'm pretty quick to jump on there and and, and put uh, them in and there with stuff they into
0: it so um th- this is probably like have you have you kind of used this in in a like a Tournament setting or anything before to kind of help tos because I think this is a great resource for tos especially if you don't memorize the rules. For I
1: me. I haven't used it yet like to to inform a to of a rule, but I have used it several times when we've been at 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 events. You know, just a regular weekly events because someone will say, "Well, I have I I wonder about this or I wonder about this particular how this card should be ruled," and lots of times I'll remember a ruling that applies to it, but I don't remember what it was exactly and so i'll go in there and i'll look it up i did it today when i was listening to the old episode and russ had that question about fabricate and regenerate and i was like there's a ruling about that i know it so i went in and there's only two fabricate rulings in there and it was the first one i clicked on
0: yeah what's as this nuts as this 60 pages long <laughs>
1: it's mostly it's, <laughs> categories and links it's, it's really just... long and I'll, I'll i'll throw out another uh sort of what do, Caveat to this: you Don't read all the rulings. There is so many repeats in there. Some of the categories have a ton of rulings about yeah, them. I am
0: looking like the um, the while active ones. That's like almost two pages by itself.
1: Yeah, and a lot of like the like those kinds of rulings. A lot of them are older rulings from when the set when the game was brand new. So if you so know they, if you yeah. know the game well enough, you shouldn't need to look at over half the rulings. And a lot of them deal with like. Individual cards, like how does the beholder work, and you may not be looking for that particular ruling, so some of the larger categories are forced you know if you're if you're just perusing, try to think of something more specific and go look under one of those categories. I wanted to make sure I included every single ruling somewhere on mm-hmm. this sheet i didn't want to leave anything out I didn't want it to seem like I was uh putting my own spin on the rulings or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure that all the rulings were somewhere where we could access them and it would be much more usable than just trying to do a keyword search or something.
0: I I was wondering why the link said win.wa'skids.com and all the, all the posts are by Doctor J. <laughs> no, that, that, that actually doesn't happen. So, um, so, so I, I think you're suggesting that if, if you are looking for a ruling, you want to read from the bottom up. If you're trying to, because some yeah. of those older ones have are, a lot yeah. of them.
1: A lot of them are from AV from the AVX days or the Uncanny X Men days. So, like
0: half the mechanics didn't exist back then. Yeah, sure.
1: exactly. Um, so, really, you don't need to read those ones as much. What, another great thing about this though is say you you don't understand how a certain keyword works. You can go in here and you can find every ruling about that keyword and how it and how that works you and, know and kind of
0: piece together how these related rulings all work together
1: yeah exactly and uh so that way you kind of get a full idea of what it is what your ruling question is about. Uh, it's also really easy because I was getting, I, I also did this because I'd get frustrated going onto the Facebook pages and people would ask questions and people would get on this. I think there's a ruling about this. I think there's a ruling about that. And I would look and look and look and couldn't find them. And now it's just easier for me to find them this way. So hopefully other people find it also helpful. Uh, if you want me to add any categories to it, or you think there's something essential that's missing um, or some clarification then i'll try to tr- to do that mm-hmm. it's
0: yeah and i think you did this one and a half times too
1: <laughs> i got halfway <laughs> through the rulings and i was doing it on a word document on my computer and my wife got on and closed all my windows <laughs> and so i lost probably about 60 percent of the work i'd done up until then and just was, because you couldn't press control s once i didn't think there was any risk of me losing my work (laughs) so i'm the kind of guy who sits down when i have a project i sit down and i blaze through it as quickly as i can and i don't stop till i get to the end i don't save nothing playing video games stopping at a save point is torture for me i hate it i'm like i'm not saving man that's that takes so long 10 seconds to do that no i'll do it later
0: yeah, so kids, if you're at home, if you learned anything from this, <laughs> if you don't care about rulings whatsoever, may the one piece of advice I give you is save your work at least, like, once. <laughs> so, so, <you> know, <laughs>
1: um, I saved it once, about 20% of the way through.
0: <laughs> um, on there, So is, is there anything you want to kind of mention? So, you know, maybe, like, kind of quick trips that you've kind of learned as you've gone through the process um, of, like, the best way to navigate this? Um.
1: Yeah, so... First of all, figure out what it is that you are wanting to look up. Uh, do a do a control F search of the page. See if that category is in there. Hopefully it is um, because it's a very long document. It's alphabetized, but maybe what you're thinking of.
0: Yeah, you don't want to scroll through 60 of? pages.
1: Of this. <laughs> so like one of the categories, like some of the categories, I just couldn't come up with like a good topic phrase in order to, you know, to, to, to put it out there. So you may just also want to go through and just read all of the topic headlines and see if that's what you're looking for. One of them that I couldn't really think of a good way to name was effects like Maria Hill. You know, she works even though she's not in the field. And I was like, how would I, I tried to condense that into like three words and I couldn't. So there's a long category name that involves that. Uh, just do a control F search. See if what you're looking for is in there. Um, if you have,
0: I like how you put "stealing" in quotes and quotes too.
1: Yeah, if there if there's a category you absolutely think should be in there, I'll put it in there with like just a little thing that says "see this topic," and so that you, hopefully it'll be more available to anybody, whatever they're looking for. Because there's a lot of things. I mean, you like I think blanking mechanisms is in there, but ignoring text isn't. So maybe I should put ignore text and say see blanking yeah. mechanisms. Um, Yeah,
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about the translation issues ruling that we had one about a translation
1: (laughs) issue. There's also some really goofy categories in there that you don't have to read at all uh, that I I saw some of them and I was like, really? Like, I have no idea. Do I even have to put this in? But I felt that obligation to put it in. So like the ones that talk about how big should your bag be or whatever. I mean, there's some funky single topic rulings in there. Um, You don't have to read them all.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this. Like, I just saw the drafting rules one. Maybe we should link the PDF for the double drafting, Yeah, double Dice Master drafting. Yeah, and that's another is. thing
1: that's not in there is any of the errata stuff. If This is just straight all the posts in the WizKids rules forum. That's all that's in there. So anything else that WizKids has posted on their site in any other categories is not in this document.
0: Yep. All right. So again, if you guys want to find this, just head on over to doubleburst.com and look in our show notes. We'll have a link to it. Um, and any um, feedback or any suggestions that you 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 have, just shoot us an email doubleburst at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Dr. J, thank you so much one for making this giant document because I think <laughs> I I think it's super helpful, and two for being on this segment. So we'll have you back. In a second, to kind of talk about your kind of favorite unlimited Tomb of Annihilation combos. All right, guys, we are here with the full crew. We have Alex, Jared, and Ken. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? amazing so i think oh really
1: <laughs> i'm doing amazing today oh, okay, okay. See, he's, he's, he's
0: he's amazing when he doesn't play dice masters when he talks about dice masters and he seems to be happy it's when usually he actually I am, starts rolling dice i'm
1: happy playing dice masters but this week just, man just it's this been
0: week three nights in a I don't row know, I, i've seen you in the past couple of times you've been like you know i i'm starting to think that i should bring unsalted crackers
2: well i've played i mean just... i did goad him into throwing dice at me the other night so <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've played about nine games
1: this week and think i won one of them so and it was a, against a very very new player so <laughs> yeah. yeah so I'm feeling great
0: so kind of in this glow of the release of two men annihilation um, i think we've talked a lot about kind of inset combos because a lot of, it's a draft pack, so we've been doing a lot of drafts um i wanted to kind of expand the net a little bit more to how we can use some of these tomb annihilation cards in an unlimited setting and finding out some combos you guys liked to use so while you guys kind of mull over that we kind of talked about it in our um, improvised trap rule segment but the one combo that Zach and I we were Im- brewing improvised weapon, we- yeah. I- improvised weapon, yeah, <laughs> improvised weapon.
1: <laughs> there needs to be an improvised trap. Oh, cool. goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness.
2: right. What if you use the trap to roll with the? Impro- oh, it would it be like one of really those work, one but... of those
3: Rambo traps where you step on and then like
2: no, this, this no, it would absolutely be a banana.
0: It would
3: always <laughs> be a banana peel. It would just banana peel. That is your improvised trap. It is always
0: a banana peel. There's
2: nothing else possible. <laughs> okay, <be>. Mario Kart. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So, so, or a blue shell. Freaking blue shells um so the the one the one i was uh we were talking about because i think it's the greatest combination both is using the uncommon captain america that was from guardians of the galaxy so that's the one at the end of your combat step if captain america was blocked and not knocked out he deals his attack damage to your opponent is to use that improvised weapon with that captain america because the issue that i found playing that captain america team is probably 80 to 90% of the time when I attack with that Captain America, people are just going to take it to the face. Because he's got two on level one, right? Yeah. So the, 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 or, or the, will even take this, I've seen people take the six or whatever his top level is. To well, because five. you're going
2: to, yeah. you're, unless you can knock him out, you're going to take the damage.
0: Yeah. So that's where I think the, the improvised we- weapon actually is a great combo to that because sh- Either Now, either way, you're going to actually boot, boost it up a little bit because usually what happens is you'll get maybe one or two of them through but not enough to do lethal. But when you have this, it makes it that much harder to say, am I going to take it to the face or... Am I going to, you know, block this character and still take it to the face?
1: Yeah, or um, am I going to dedicate three characters to knocking him out rather yeah. than letting it through? Yeah,
0: and if it does if it does fail and they still take the Captain America to your face, you just have to go prep a dice so you're thinning out your bag a little bit so you can hopefully get back to that Captain America. Yep. Um or, or in the next few turns. So like that's the one, one combo I've kind of been toying around with and like trying to get working because I love that Captain America like it's it's a pretty awesome card, <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll go because I've been we've been working on this team lately, and for me, whenever I'm working with a a D and D set, I struggle with not putting D and D stuff with other D and D stuff and just making an all D It, wor- D&D it works so well, right? Yeah, yeah like, right. There's just, just so much synergy in the set. I want to keep doing that, but I was like, I played a I played in a draft earlier this week on Tuesday and played against some one, one of the players who drafted nothing but the Fabricators. So all the Golems, the Tomb Guardian. And he rolled me so bad because he basically bought two characters and for the rest of the game paid no energy for anything else. And got I got steamrolled. So I was like, I bet you could make a pretty strong team with nothing but all the Fabricators from this set and the last D&D set. So I was looking at the cards and I was like, if you use all the common versions of the of the golems from Faerun Under Siege, you can prevent uh, or redirect up to six damage to you uh, or from you to the golems every turn. There is the rare amber golem that when that's active, it decreases the two numbers on the fabricating requirements by one each, so like a 2-4 becomes a 1-3. And then the tomb guardian prevents the first... What is it? One damage from each source to each of your monster characters and all the fabricators are monsters. And then there's a stone golem. And I didn't remember which stone golem I was going to use, but I was going to use those. And then the kiln, the common kiln from the Guardians of the Galaxy, which increases the purchase cost of characters for both players, depending on how many characters they have in the field but you're not paying any energy for your golems. You're just fabricating to purchase them. Yeah, and
0: that killed the two cost.
1: Yeah, (laughs) and I was just going to pair that with Rip Hunter's Chalkboard so when I fabricate, I can chalkboard over the golem that I fabricated and then the next turn roll three golems and then just fabricate out. I mean, at that point, if you get that rare amber golem out, you can fabricate one golem for all the rest of your golems pretty much and then... It's just a one-for-one one at that point. Chalkboard them over and then just flood your field and, swar- and
0: swarm them with golems. Yeah, because they're not going to get – most of the golems are pretty beefy on their defense, so you're not knocking them out.
1: Oh, yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, I could use the golems to buff the defense, but why?
0: <laughs> There's no <laughs> point. <laughs> what, you don't want like a 10 defense golem? You have like eight golems in the field with these fat defense stats. No, you don't want that. And that's before reducing any of the damage that's dealt to
1: them. <laughs> right? And your opponent's going to have a really hard time fielding characters to stop that, to block your golems. And so, yeah, I think it would be a really fun team to brute to build.
0: Yep. So. Um, and, like, I- I'm even looking outside of just Tomb of Annihilation. Um, pulling in some of those older D&D sets is just great, like dragons are awesome in a set, so when you get that Dragons after, are awesome yeah. in every set.
1: Yeah, so so when... They're when, way yeah. more awesome now than yeah. they've <laughs> ever been before, though. Yeah, yeah. There's
0: some pretty ridiculous... Uh, the freaking like, Ring of Winter
1: is so gross.
3: The Ring of Winter and the rare dragon trap are yeah. both ways to just cheat in free dragons. Like, the Ring of Winter is definitely the more effective one, but I was able to pull off... I, I probably fielded four or five dragons separate times I fielded dragons last night for free off of the rare dragon trap.
0: Yeah, and, and I... It, have,
3: worked, it worked great.
0: Yeah, and I, I remember back in the day when all these dragons everyone was like, well, that's a six, seven cost. When are you going to get enough energy to buy more than Yeah, that? you had to swarm to get to them. <laughs> yeah. Now you don't even have <laughs> yeah, to swarm. Because yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, what's great is because I, I would use that half dragon that discounts dragons to one and then there's a five cost silver dragon that discounts dragons two more on top of that. So so,
3: so <laughs> last, last <laughs> night we did, like, you could build your team from all three... Three of the uh, D and D sets. I used the rare half dragon, so I was discounting all of mine by four. four. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny they were cheap and really, really easy to get. So I had a couple of five cost dragons that I was like, "All right, I'll buy these for one." Uh, It's funny because
1: on those half dragons, it always said to a minimum of one, and I always thought to myself, "When's that ever gonna matter?" (laughs) 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 It matters now.
0: just imagine that oh i'm gonna buy all my red dragons for free because there's no (laughs) there's no i mean with all
1: the with all the discounting just from from that those two the half dragon and the silver dragon you could get your red dragons down to five
0: yeah and then you have the ring of winter down to two i mean (laughs) yeah if you (laughs) you use the
1: ring of winter and those two together that's a five discount that's pretty gross, man, buying red the, dragons
3: for two. The only thing that sucks is that half-dragon isn't...
0: Yeah, in, isn't a dragon.
3: <laughs> it's not in modern.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, <not>. yeah. <laughs> So,
3: like, it's a five cost. The silver dragon that reduces is a five cost. So, like, yeah. they filled in that yeah. gap, which is really cool. So you can still use kind of... Old strategies, but when you're going full on like Golden Age Unlimited, you can get dragons yeah. For yeah. so yeah.
0: cheap. Yeah, that's why I like the, the uncommon half dragon or half dragon, because he's a four cost, and then you're then you're discounting the silver dragon so you can get the silver dragon also for a four cost.
1: Yeah. That that silver dragon is essentially the half dragon of this yeah. set. <laughs> it's just now it has a breath weapon two <laughs> on it. Which is it. awesome too. Is-
2: <laughs> and and much better stats.
1: Yeah, much better stats.
2: Yeah, so uh, one of the cards that I've been looking at is that Fenthaza, Uncommon. When fielded, your shield character dice have attack equal to their defense until end of turn. I've been thinking about doing that and revisiting my uh, shield super high defense um, control team with, like, Blind Owl on it. Because if you swing the Blind Owl, she, when she takes damage, she deals one damage to the opponent. If you swing in with, like, an eight eight... Blind Owl, or whatever she was on her level three. She wasn't eight. She, <laughs> she was, she was like, like eight defense no, on her. No, she was like six, four, maybe. Five. No, she was high defense <laughs> on her. No, she wasn't that she high. She was pretty high. <laughs> I'm going to say four. It's two, I'm four,
0: and five. Two, four, and five, yeah, two, five, five, two, five defense. defense. Well, anyways, so you swing in with a five, five
2: <laughs> blind Owl. Chances are she's not going to get knocked out. <laughs> she's well, going to take damage. It, it also she's makes gonna your gonna blobs
0: do... that you're using to capture stuff yeah. so much more brutal. Yeah, there's so many things. It's a five, six, eight, or something. You a
2: seriously
1: nasty control team with that, or and the M-Doc or and the
2: Kal El, where you pay a shield to increase the defense by four. It doesn't say yeah. once per turn, yeah. so, so increase s- it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, then you don't I, have to use the you don't have to use the, um, the ability global, yeah, the, the global yeah. to swap them. You just have a really massive. Yeah, Kal-El. what I
0: yeah what I like about it is you don't have to use Kal El, which is great because well, then exactly. your opponent doesn't get the damage of the Kal global, and mm-hmm. it doesn't f- swap. The defense, so it's the same. So they're the same, which is far. I think is far better because the chances of them getting knocked out is super low.
2: Definitely. And and I had a couple characters on that team with really high defense and one attack, and it it just makes a lot of sense to go in with really huge character. And it's like, well, now my control guys actually have some (laughs) some beef to them. You know where that this disgusting
1: is with a rare collector and then you attack with all these characters, Uh, and then during your global step in the attack step, you buy Fenthaza and field her, and all your unblocked characters, all of a sudden their their attack is equal to their defense, and that just goes through. So if you attack with all your blobs, and they don't block them, then... Because they're like, oh, I'm going to get my characters like, back. Oh, psych, that's 27 <laughs> damage.
2: <laughs> it's not three anymore. It's 27. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's one of the Finthaza. I think she'll see some play. In, in, What's her purchase uh, cost? Four? Four. Yeah, that's pretty good. She's a monster, though. So if she does get popular, you can start bringing some adventurers.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, yeah. I I even like her rare. Because if you're playing an action die team, that rare is
2: Awesome. Well, yeah, you yeah, play. I play the rare with the with the Kal El global
0: because it's it's when when she's active when you use, use an action dice a character dice you control get plus one attack and end of turn and it's
2: not once per turn yeah so if you're times. if you
0: like your satchel team and stuff maybe just get one character out there that you may need to swing in you know the satchel yeah. team is. Very very dead. <laughs> I'm try. Come on, man. Come no, on. No, I it's, loved it. Dead and
3: gone. I, I loved it. It was super cool. I played it with note with zero characters, like once or twice, and I was very happy with it. And then they released Scarlet Witch and Bishop, and it's dead. It is deader <laughs> than dead. It is the deadest
2: thing. <sighs> I think man. the Bishop does hurt it a lot. The the Scarlet Witch, though, man. I, I don't know if I'm just really unlucky, but every time I get that out, it seems like my opponent has the best luck in the world <laughs> to get their actions through, anyways. <laughs> But uh, another card that I think it would be fun—I talked about this a lot on the release day podcast—the frost and Gi- frost giant, lesser giant. Uh, while he's active, opposing character dice cannot attack. Your opponent may pay one per character die to ignore this effect. You play that with a cloud kill. You play that with Sinestro from War of Light or uh, Lantern Battery from War of Light, and now they have to pay energy and life. And um, I think I think that could just get super oppressive really quick.
0: Yeah, N- none of you want to build a, a team with the common um, acerarac? When fielded, resolve a double burst effect of a basic action chart? Oh.
1: Well, we already have that. It seems awesome. <laughs> it had a six-cost <laughs> bolt, right? What is it, when fielded? Yeah, yeah. Uh, six-cost. So expensive There's for an a he's, effect.
3: He's one of the, uh, the strongest, like one of his other rarities, is one of the strongest defense of an attuned character.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't there yeah. the one that you guys talked about that gets like a a buff from everything it's like constructs and traps uh, oh, yeah.
0: it is not in the um, i know what you're talking about oh but it's not it's um but i think oh which one is it i think it's a rare yeah anyway um, it's not that
1: important one team that i'm looking forward to building is a pirate team and i was <laughs> really bummed that they don't have They didn't have a third pirate in Tomb of Annihilation.
2: (laughs) But they have a third pirate in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not a pirate. Shut up. (laughs) But
1: I was able to find a way to get a third pirate, and I just need the Super Rare Mimic.
0: So if anybody anybody wants to trade Jared, So Super Rare Mimic, he copies the attack and defense
1: stats and the abilities of a character, but he doesn't copy the name or subtitle. So he takes the ability that says this character is a pirate and this text (laughs) can't be ignored. So he Mimic would be the third pirate. And each of your pirates but, would then get a could plus also do, three, uh, a plus
2: six buff. Couldn't you also do, Mister wouldn't No, because he, no, he, becomes he, a he, a it. he becomes a copy of the oh, he becomes a copy of another. Yeah. So that's gotcha. kind of a bummer. But well, all the words in D and D are in bold, so you could use Taskmaster because it's a keyword, right? Huh? No. <laughs> 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 <a> bold, right?
3: <laughs>
1: but uh, one, one, but I struggle with the team because I've got two four cost characters and a five cost character that I'm trying to get out in the field at the same time. And it's just kind of expensive. And I've learned from playing this week, you don't buy the pirates first. You
2: have to buy them later (laughs) on. Once you have some control in the field. For sure. Um, Another card that I really like is the human outlander rare, when human outlander is KO deal two damage to target character die or player. Um, I, That one's just, dumb. That just seems like a card that's going to go on a KO King team well, somewhere. So hard is so, he used that against me
1: last <laughs> night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like, I'm just going to fabricate, and you take two damage. I was like, why? He had it, no characters in the field. I'm like, why do I take two damage? Oh, because I fabricated this thing. I was like, Man, yeah,
0: screw so you. What, what, and, the, and the best way to, I hate to say it too, but like one of the most effective ways to do that is have fabricators. You have those human outlanders, and then you have the cosmic cube. It's, it's just dirty. dumb. It's
1: dirty. It's it's you, dumb. if you fabricate two, two um, human d- outlanders, it's eight, eight damage. <laughs> eight damage. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's six. No, it's eight. Two, four, five, six. You're right. It's eight. Yeah, <laughs> so that's gross. Four for each <laughs> that's yeah. stupid. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, That's and and um, and they're they're ready trues, to get rolled for or, next turn too. Yep. Yeah, I I I think about that one with uh, any of those that are like. KO X amount of characters and then your opponent has to KO the same amount like that would be a a good combo with that Um, that type of ability there's the basic action and the um, card from Farron Under Siege that does that as
0: well. Yeah, I also like with all these, we have more fabricators now because, you know, you can't have enough fabricators. Is use that and throw in an X-23. Why Sure, why not, right? Ooh, oh, my
2: God. You just reminded yeah. me of the combo that I, that I was thinking of before we started is X-23, super rare, and create food and water. Cause oh, it puts yeah. all of your yeah. dice yeah. in the prep area, so there you go. Oh man, put all your dice in the
0: prep area. Roll X twenty three. Have fun. Some
1: low hanging yeah. fruit. Hey man, <laughs> hey, hey
2: low <laughs> hanging fruit.
0: Sometimes while, so It tastes the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> w- while you're at it, might as well throw in the improvised weapon and any um. Oh and, yeah, and, and and any fabricator. Oh, so and, so it's yeah. like just X twenty three is the only thing on the on, on your field, but everything else is in your used pile or in the prep area. Well, then, the you, then
2: you throw in the uh, um the what is brother fights brother where. KO all but one so they've KO'd they're in their prep area I've KO'd they're in my prep area
1: oh you mean uh, end of days end of days that's (laughs) it that's it yeah yeah no, it's fun. I've been thinking about another one that would be fun to brew with, and that's uh, the Green Devil mask and any
0: other set I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's the
3: meta card, like the I think the most meta-bound card in the set. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you want to talk about some low-hanging fruit. Like, yeah, that's that's really just like, hey, I've got an open spot on the team. I think I'll throw this
0: on there. Yeah. So, actually, okay. speaking right. of that, so that card, that's, no the one I want to actually try with that is that and the White Tiger Global.
2: Ugh. Yes, the, the White Tiber Global, for sure. You know what? The other thing that would work well with the, uh, um, the Human Outlander that I just said is the Hellfire Club, where you, if you have the monster with the highest attack, you KO everything else. Yeah. So use that with the Human Outlander. And you, that's another way to KO her that KOs. And then you have X-23 to come in and clean up the rest.
1: Oh, That could be gross.
2: Does X-23 have higher attack stats than know. the Human how Outlander?
1: Does, how <laughs> the Human Outlander goes up to five, I think. It's got well, the same, you get her on level one.
2: X-23 <laughs> is
0: a four, five, seven? <laughs> so she, I was going to say she, she has high yeah. on level three. Yeah.
2: So, but, I mean, you could buff her attack before,
0: you yeah. Know, yeah. use you different things
2: to buff her attack in that way you know, ensure that she doesn't get KO'd. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And so like, okay. So, I mean, that's why I actually kind of love the set is it's good by itself, but I'm always a fan of a set. That's good. Both just in set. So if you have a new player say, Hey, you could just do all this, but it still can be pieced into other sets altogether too. So you can create some nasty, nasty combos like this. So guys, I want to thank you so much for kind of talking about your favorite tomb of annihilation combos that are unlimited. We want to hear your guys' favorite kind of unlimited combos because that's the beauty of Dice Masters. You don't have to just play in set and you can explore... Yeah, play without limits, man. Yeah. Unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. I wonder where that came from. But uh, shoot us your shoot us an email with uh, your kind of favorite combos and stuff you've tried. That's out of set. Double burst, or it. or for brewing
2: buddies, if you uh, <laughs> yeah. have, have one of these combos that you're working on, let us let us yeah. uh,
0: pick your pick yeah, our we'll, brains. We'll we'll help you round it out. Yeah yeah. Let us know. You can do that. Double burst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash double burst. Guys, thank you so much for... uh kind of just talking about some of these combos and stuff, and I will see you all later. And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. What do you think about Improvised Weapon and what's your favorite Unlimited Tomb of Annihilation combo? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe, and cool player resources. Make sure you guys check out the Ko King's Etsy shop at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash ko kings corner you can get some really cool customized dice master stuff there that's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash ko kings corner big thanks to everybody who listens to this show everybody on the team appreciates it and until next time my friends may your dice rolls be ever in your favor